This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Natalie Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the Everyday Mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, everybody. It's Naftali here, and I am so glad that we get to hang out again today. Today, I have a delight for you. We get to hang out with the one, the only, Jessica Stansberry. Jessica, for those of you who don't know her, has built a successful business. She has a thriving YouTube channel. And she has a podcast, which is one of my favorite listens, called Grit. Jessica is committed to helping other women stop playing small, realize their true strengths, and build a life that they love around it. She is a woman after my own heart. And so the other day when I saw that she, as part of her lead up to the launch of her podcast, had taken a position that was slightly different than mine. She loves the hustle, and you all know how I feel about the hustle. I knew that I needed to have her on so we could work through this hustle topic and figure out yes to hustle or no to hustle. But before we jump into that, I just wanted to ask for a couple things. One, I was talking to a listener the other day and they said, oh my goodness, I just realized that there were four episodes that I have not listened to yet. To which I said, are you subscribed to the podcast? And they said, I knew I had forgotten to do something. So if that possibly could be you, stop right now, push subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also hint, sometimes I get really inspired and I might have some of those really inspired moments coming up. So if you want to know when you might get a little bit of motivation for a day or a quick tip, subscribe and then you'll know. So stop, do that now, push play again. Secondly, we're gonna talk about all sorts of amazing things. And if you're anything like me, you're gonna wanna continue this conversation. So if you do, I wanna invite you into my free Facebook community, the On Purpose Life and Biz. The link will be in the show notes, but come over, hang out. Let's talk a little bit more about hustle, and all the amazing things that we're going to dive into today. So let's get this mind party started. Hello, and welcome to the Everyday Mind Podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. I would love if you tell our audience a little bit about who you are, the people you love, and what brings you joy. Oh, okay. So I'm Jessica Stansberry. I'm so pumped to be here. I essentially help ambitious ladies get out of their own way and chase after their dreams. I'm kind of a no-nonsense 
business coach with a little bit of Southern charm. So it makes it sweet. <laughs> like I like to, I like to be that like sour patch kid where I'm like a little sour, a little sweet. And I'm from North Carolina. I have two little boys and we live on a farm here in North Carolina. And what brings me joy is getting to live every day in on my own terms. I love that. That makes me so happy. I love that too, because that makes me happy. Like I often talk about growing your business and your life on your own terms. Stop doing what everybody else says. So one of the things that you do that you didn't mention is that you recently launched a podcast, Grit, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Which I highly would recommend for anyone listening. But when you were leading up to that, you made a post about hustle. And for any of you guys listening that have heard me talk about hustle, you know, I have some strong feelings about that word and kind of the impact it has had, especially on the business community. So I reached out to Jessica and I was like, hey, I would like to have you on the podcast because I want to talk through this because I think we differ a bit on this perspective. So for sure, could you tell us, because I know on the podcast, you talk a little bit about this. What do you feel like are the essential kind of qualities that you need to run a successful business? Hustle being one of them. Yes. And then let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. So the three things that I always say you need to run a successful business are spunk, hustle, and grit, which is why the name of my podcast is Grit. Because I think that a lot of times we will be like, oh, I'd love to run a business or, oh, that lifestyle looks really good. But we don't do the actual work to get to the goals. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the people you see at the top, the people you admire, the people you look up to, they generally have done a little bit of hustling and had a little bit of spunk along the way, Mm -hmm. because if they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have gotten to where they are now. And it's really interesting. One of the biggest things that I have always talked about is this concept of just ask. Mm. And it's kind of like you asking me on the podcast, right? Or me reaching out to somebody that I don't think knows me or, you know, whatever to get some kind of opportunity that takes, it takes spunk and it takes Mm -hmm. grit, right? Like you're, you have to be tenacious and want that. And it, that fear of failure comes around. So you're like, "Uh maybe I shouldn't, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to push past that and have these qualities to do a lot of the things that it's going to take to build that business where you want it. Yes. Yes. So many ways. Yes. (laughs) When you say hustle, Mm -hmm. can you tell me a little bit what you mean and then what don't you mean that maybe people assume? Yeah. So let me start with the, what I don't mean. I don't mean Gary V style hustle. I think that Gary V gave the word a bad connotation. Like I think he was the reason (laughs) because he really preaches this, like, don't sleep. I sleep four hours a night. I like never see my family. You know, I'm always on the go kind of hustle. And that's not what I believe. I, I call it a healthy hustle. Mm -hmm. And so like right before I came on this podcast interview, I went to the gym and I went to the grocery store, but that might also mean that a couple of hours tonight after my kids get home, I'm going to work a little bit because I had things I needed done today. Mm -hmm. So hustling to me is very much so having what it takes and being willing to put in the hours and the time and the effort Mm -hmm. to get 
to your goals, not just hoping they happen. And a lot of times people will say, oh, I, I want to make, let's just throw out a number. Like I want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year. But then they're like, but I don't want to ever work on the weekends and I don't ever want to work at night and I want to work two hours a day and I want to be able to like have my children with me all the time. And I, like, that's kind of where I'm kind of like, no, no, no. <laughs> if you want to make these big numbers, you're going to have to work a little more than two hours a day mm-hmm. and hustle. I still get seven hours of sleep every night, sometimes eight. I still work out every single day. I still have plenty of time with my kids, but I dedicate those hours that I do have to work to really making sure I'm getting work done. I'm not distracted. I'm not all over the place. I know what my goals are. And so during those hours, that's when I'm hustling. I'm not using those hours just to fill up my work time, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. It very much so does. Good. Because, right, hustling isn't what I'm hearing you say. And I have talked about it on the podcast before, and it's definitely a core component of like the work that I do is that hustling isn't like that Gary V, like just do, 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 do. There is an intentional focus or purpose in it. And you are choosing what is important and you are then giving it that time. Yes. Okay. So you said it doesn't mean that you're like not sleeping, not eating. Right. So have you ever gotten to that place that hustle kind of tipped over into the unhealthy place for you? Oh, for I think I started in that place, honestly. Okay. So when I first started my business, I had an infant. I was like, I'm not going back to work. Let's figure out how to make money with a newborn baby. It just felt like a good idea. I don't know why, but here we are. But he he was a great baby, but it was really hard to get anything done while he was awake. And I felt like I was ignoring him. So what I would do is I would put him in the bed and I would work literally all night. No joke. And to the point where the night before, so I went into labor five weeks early with my youngest son. Mm-hmm. The night before I went into labor with him, I had I was up until 2 a.m. working because mm-hmm. I had my oldest one at home who was a toddler at the time. And even after both kids were kind of, you know, out of that infant stage, because I do think there's a little bit of like workaround. If, if that's the stage you're in in life, mm-hmm. like, you probably can't have normal hours. Like I get that. Like I do think that that's okay. I would nap when they would nap. I don't know that it was like super unhealthy, but it, it, it it was now that I look back on it. Mm -hmm. But after that, when my business really started growing, which was in 2015 is when I kind of really started, like I've got these big goals. I've, you know, whatever I worked all the time. I would get up, with my children, I would get them where they needed to go, like school or daycare or whatever. And I was not going to the gym. I wasn't eating healthy. I was grabbing whatever I could grab. And I was working constantly and I would take enough time to go get them from school. I would come home and I would ignore them and work some more. And then every night, like my husband would say, like, want to watch a TV show or a movie. And I'd be like, no, I have to work. And then I would stay up till midnight and then repeat, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a conversation with him because to me, it felt like, no, I'm just going after my goals. Like, I don't know that I felt in the time like it was this unhealthy hustle, but my husband was like, 
you need to put boundaries <laughs> on your work. <laughs> he was very like, he, he saw it, you know, yeah. and he was like, you really have to put parameters around like when there's work hours and when there's not, because mm-hmm. you're, you're working all the time. And he was so right. But I think there's a, a switch that can flip that gets you in the, in the wrong way too. Yes. Because yeah. Cause like right after that or not right after that, but for the next like six months to a year, I tried to really like, okay, the rule is I'm not working after I get my kids from school mm-hmm. so that that would help me kind of back away a little bit. Right. And then I got to the point where, you know, I was hiring team members and, you know, all of these things. And I almost felt complacent. Mm-hmm. It was just like, nah, I mean, I'm going to hit my goals eventually. Like I just don't, you know, whatever. Or if some, some big project would come up and I would need to, let's say, do the graphics for it. And even though I have a graphics person on my team, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have time to do it because I told them about it too late. I was in this weird mindset where I was like, well, that's not my job. (laughs) No, it is my job. This is my business. Um, (laughs) So I think there's a very healthy Mm -hmm. ground where you're not pushing so hard that you're ignoring the other pieces of life that matter. Right. And for Mm -hmm. me, my family, my health and sleep really matter to me. I mean, on, you know, there's other things that fall into those categories, but my family, my health, my sleep and my business. And so taking care of myself has to be the things I put in the calendar first mm-hmm. and the hustle hours get put in there after. Yeah. So there's an order to that. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I talked about a few weeks ago on the podcast that a lot of people were like, oh, I've been doing this. I hesitate to say this, but wrong yeah. um, is I kept thinking that if it was a priority, it got the most amount of time. And one of the things that I talk about is that it doesn't get the most. If it's your top priority, it gets the time it needs. Exactly. So you have to know what those priorities are and then give it the time that it needs. But I do really like, even though I hate the word hustle, I do really like that you encourage people to take like passionately paced action because I too experience a lot of people that get stuck in those two extremes, right? The extreme of hustle till it hurts and not like the good, I just had a great workout hurt, Mm -hmm. but the I'm injuring myself and others hurt because businesses don't, in my experience, grow in either of those two extremes or they don't grow well or sustainably. Exactly. That's true. Like has your business grown the most effectively or the most when you've kind of been in this middle ground between those two places? For sure. And the way I have to think about it is like part of growing my business is doing podcast interviews and doing like, I'm going to be on the news in a couple of days, which is really cool. And I I speak a lot. So those kind of things grow my business a ton. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have the energy to do them, then that's not going to help. And that's kind of where I am if I'm hustling hard, right? I'm like, I don't have the energy to like go to do that. Or if I'm like constantly working, there's no way I could carve out time on a Thursday to drive three hours to Charlotte, be on the news and drive three hours back. Like I just couldn't. But on the other extreme, you really get complacent in where you are. And I think when that happens is when you don't need it. So I've seen this 
from a starting standpoint, I've seen people start businesses and they have a full-time job Mm -hmm. or that they don't necessarily want to quit right now, or they have, you know, a spouse or something that is allowing them to bankroll this Mm -hmm. business. Yeah. And because there's not that like vast need to make money, they're just like, I'm good. I'll do it when I want to. So Mm -hmm. I feel like there's like, and I've, I've done that too. Like my business makes a certain amount kind of on autopilot. And I've sat right there and been like, cool, we making this kind of money. I'm good. Like I don't need to push, which is crazy. So absolutely. My business grows the most when I am very healthy with my hustle in that middle ground. How do you mindfully kind of keep that balance between the two extremes? What are kind of the things you've built in Jack, that you're not swinging yeah. both directions? So you've, you've heard that analogy and I'm sure everybody has, cause it's a very well-known one of, let's say you have a jar and all the really important things you put in first. So they're like the ping pong balls or the golf balls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other things are sand. And if you put yes. the sand in first, the golf balls wouldn't fit that whole analogy. Mm-hmm. I approach my schedule and my time that way. So I will put in like an hour for a workout. I will put in on my calendar. If you looked at it right now after 1 PM or 1 30, it says not available on every day. And that's because I go to the gym and then I go get my kids. And so I do everything I need to do before that. Also for me, it becomes an unhealthy hustle. If I'm constantly like on the phone or doing things that really exhaust me, because even though I'm an extrovert, to the highest degree. I I don't love being on the phone all day. I don't love like having coaching calls all the time or being, let's say I had a full day of podcast interviews. I just don't like that. It drains me. Mm-hmm. So I batch my time. I say only Tuesdays and Thursdays I'm taking calls. Like that's it. I don't take them any other days. I'm serious about that. Like unless Amy Porterfield or like the president calls me. It ain't going on a Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. Like it is not happening. Amy Porterfield, if you're listening, you yeah. should call Jessica. Yes. And I will do it on a Sunday at 2 p.m. if I need to. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but it's one of those things where I put in all the pieces that are really important to me first in my calendar. So mm-hmm. conserving my energy, which means I batch, and then putting in my workouts when I get my kids, all of those kind of things first. And then I see what's, you know, what's left in those work hours to put in the work. And some weeks it's not as much as others. Some weeks I have a ton of time to work. Some weeks I don't. My kids get out of school next week for summer and I am not ready for that. And that's one of those times, like it's important to me that they don't sit on their iPads all day. So I have to balance that again. So I think it requires like a constant look at your week ahead to Mm -hmm. balance the hours that you have in the day to make sure that you're not doing that unhealthy hustle. And I also want to say like, you don't have to, like we said at the beginning, you don't have to do this on somebody else's terms. Mm -hmm. You have kids at home all day and you need to work at night, work at night, but like make sure it's a healthy balance there and you're getting Mm -hmm. enough sleep and maybe you nap during the day or like whatever that situation Mm -hmm. is. Maybe you have a full-time job and you have to work on the weekends, Mm -hmm. work on the weekends, but just make sure that it's not completely overtaking your health. Like that's probably where I start to draw the line is like, if my health or my family start to be affected by my work, I need to pull back a little bit. How, as someone that has built a fairly successful business, how do you notice that? Like, how have you kind of learned your blind spots 
and then taken off those blinders. Oh yeah. So back in 2015, when that business got busy, I gained 30 pounds in a year. And that was flag number one. (laughs) I was like, well, okay then. And I'm still sitting with that weight on, but I'm very cautious and conscious to get the workouts in and do what I need to do. And so at least in my mind, I know that I'm doing what I need to do, whether the weight's falling off or not, I'm healthy. There's that. I also, I'm very strict with my sleep. So if I start noticing that I am not getting, you know, maybe more than like six hours a night, I will change something. So I basically have like parameters. If I'm not working out an hour a day and if I'm not sleeping more than six hours a night, it's time to check myself. Mm -hmm. And my kids will tell me if they're starting to feel the encroachment on their time. Yes. My business. Right. And most of the time they're getting older and they have, they're both boys. So they have each other. They don't want me <laughs> around half the time, yeah. you know, which is great. <laughs> like, hey, I feel like I put in my work in those early years and we're doing good now, but they will tell me, my husband will tell me if he feels like I'm mm. doing too much. And I try and balance things. Last year I traveled a lot and I traveled mm-hmm. a lot to speak at conferences and it was great. And it, I would, I will do it again. Like that's not the only year I did that this year. I purposefully slowed down because it really, it was hard on my husband to be able to be Mr. Mom all the time. He's got a full-time job and my kids Somebody has to get them from school and like, you know, all of this stuff. So I purposefully slowed down this year so we could figure out better how Mm -hmm. to work those kind of things out. But that's not to say that like there won't be another year of crazy travel, but I, I make sure that my kids are not feeling it Mm -hmm. as much as possible. And again, same thing. I make sure that hour is getting in and those sleep hours are getting in. Those are really important. Like one of the things I often check when I'm like talking with people and like about coaching and all that, I'm like, how much are you sleeping? Mm -hmm. How much are you taking that action out in nature or at the gym or whatever? And when I start to hear I'm running on coffee and everybody knows I love coffee, I'm driven by aligned action and coffee, but I love it because of how I feel when I drink it, not because it's keeping me awake. Sure. My body feels all sorts of gross when I get to that place where I'm like, oh, I'm using you to propel me forward. So you brought up a really interesting conversation that I wanted to touch on because your husband is not an entrepreneur, correct? No. Kind of, no. (laughs) My husband wears many hats. Let's put it that way. So he is a... He works a full-time job. He Mm -hmm. is actually our building inspector and fire marshal here in the county. So he does that from nine to five, Mm -hmm. eight to five, actually. And then he is also a preacher. Mm. So that's interesting. And here where I live, I think there might be one church that's like a paid preaching position. Like it's very much so a Sunday gig, right? Like it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not near the full time that the mega churches and things have. So a little easier to balance that, but he also farms. So he does have that. That's why I said, eh, cause he does have a little bit mm-hmm. of his own business because he does farm. It's not super profitable because farming is not a very profitable thing until you get way big into it. But no, in general, he's not. And it's, it can be really hard. <laughs> how then have you guys figured out how to have those conversations? Cause I get asked that 
all the time. Like my spouse doesn't understand. And that's something I've walked through in my own business, even though my husband is an entrepreneur, which I would think he would understand a little bit. Baby, I love you, but you know, you don't get it that much. So, <laughs> so how do you guys have those conversations? And has that ever been difficult? Oh, it definitely <laughs> has been difficult. And I'm going to tell a quick little anecdote because it was really funny. My husband always says that he thinks I'm doing something illegal because he sees the money, but he doesn't really see what I'm doing. And so the, I always joke that he thinks I sell drugs out of our basement. I don't have a basement, by the way. So, you know, but the, just the other day at a family function, we, there was a bunch of people around. I was talking to one of his, his cousins and I said something to this nature, like, he doesn't even know what I do. We're, we're this many years into it. He doesn't know. And they were like, nah. And I hollered at him. I was like, Jonathan, what do I do for a living? He was like, oh, <laughs> so it's very much so a thing with us. And I get it to the highest degree. There were a lot of years. So I started my business technically in 2010 and didn't really see it profit in in a way where it really helped my family more than like groceries or a tank of gas here and there until really 2014. That was kind of the big, I mean, four years is a long time. And we were struggling financially. And that's when we had the hardest time with it because he didn't understand why I couldn't just go get a job and um, why I didn't want to. I, I mean, I could have, but why I didn't want to just go get a job. And when he would say things that he didn't realize were being condescending or were hurting me, but they were. So he would say like, oh, when the kids go to school and you go back to work. And I'd be like, no, like I'm not going back to work. So it's those kind of things. And we had a lot of tough conversations around like, you know, this, this is not working. Like your business is not working. So there's that. I will say when everything, okay, two things. One, when I started making visible amounts of money, mm-hmm. it really helped. So having, having a successful business where even though the other person doesn't see exactly what you do mm-hmm. or like how the money comes in, they act, they see the fruits of the labor. And Unfortunately, I think that's pretty well a a standard, you know, I mean, you don't want, like, I wouldn't, I would be mad if I was like, he's farming full time and he's making a hundred bucks a month. I'd be like, when you going back to work, homeboy. So I get it, you know? So that's one is like, Mm -hmm. if you can start to show them actual monetary fruit from the business, they're going to understand better, you know? (laughs) And the conversation won't be as hard, you know, because it's like, well, I, this is why our kids in daycare, because I am making money. Here you go. But the second thing is when you start to change yourself, other people view it and almost mirror it back. So that's something I've noticed with my husband. He is not, and you're going to love this. He would never go to therapy, like ever. Like I would have to pull him in with a chain. Like he would not go. He is not like a self-help person. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's not him, but because I am, right? Because I'm that person. It really starts to like rub off on him and, and he wants to do better and, and see things from different perspectives. And so I think when you start to change yourself, the people around you automatically start to change whether they even realize it or not. You're like, he doesn't know. He doesn't know that I've like done this on purpose, you know? So a couple of years ago, just to be completely candid, an example of this, a couple of years ago, we went through like a rocky patch in our marriage, just in general, you know, just like every, every married couple does. Everybody does. 
I think. I mean, I don't know, but I think they do. And we went through just, we were fighting all the time. It was like a real rough time. And it came down to the point where we both had to like really work on it. You know, Mm -hmm. both of us. Well, he will tell people, I will hear him have conversations with like people he works with, or he had it. He was telling somebody this just the other day and I don't remember who it was, but he will say like, you both have to really want it and you have to work for it and you have to do these things. And these are all things that I told him or like (laughs) reflected onto him from something I read or listened to. He doesn't realize. (laughs) So I'm like, see, look, it worked. So it's one of those things. Once you start to change yourself, they'll Mm -hmm. kind of follow suit. And once you start to actually bring in dollars, (laughs) they'll follow suit. Yeah. No, if you're not making money, it doesn't happen magically, right. but there should be a uptick. And if not, then maybe there needs to be some work with like a coach or do a course yeah. or do something because something's not working, right? Otherwise, we want to be seeing some profit. And you exactly. get to decide how much that is. Like not everyone wants a six-figure business. That's okay. Not everyone wants a seven-figure business. Like decide how much you want, Mm -hmm. but then work towards it. But I love that idea of, yeah, just seeing the transformation when you change yourself and be willing to show that new side. One of the things that all the research says about especially entrepreneurs is that we get scared to show our spouses the transformations within ourselves that happen when we own a business. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And the research says we get scared because we're like, oh, he's not, he or she or whoever you're with isn't going to like that. And so we start to holding it in, but then we resent that and we think they don't see us, but we're not showing that. So there's a beauty in just like letting it, your freak flag entrepreneurial side fly high and like have the weird conversations. There's so many times my husband's like, I want to understand what you're (laughs) talking about. But, and my husband's a creative entrepreneur, which is like a whole different world. And that's a population I love working with, but he's just like, I don't get it. And he's like, I don't really want to, but I'll listen to your podcast, which I think I've mentioned before, but my husband, like every time he listens to the podcast is like, I kind of yelled at you in the car because you don't stop to talk to me. <laughs> like, and I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, you can talk to me later. He's like, but you just talk and I have opinions about this topic. And I'm that like, is so funny. I'm like, I forgot you don't listen to podcasts. He's like, I don't listen to podcasts. So this is yeah. weird. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's really interesting. And I think too, we, when we take our business seriously, other people around us take our business seriously, yeah. whether that's a spouse or your parents or your neighbors or like whatever. It, it's a really interesting, mm-hmm. I have seen it firsthand and it's really interesting to watch. Like yeah. when I started speaking about my business in a very serious way and treating it like a business, mm-hmm. not like a hobby, yep. then other people started being like, oh, she must be doing great. And it was like a fake it till you make it situation there for a little while. I was like, I am not doing good, but I'm going to take it serious. And so are you. Yes. And if there are people that just don't get it, that's okay too. And you oh, can yeah. just get it for them. Mm-hmm. Cause there's yeah, not everybody has to get it. My dad yeah. still thinks I am on Pinterest all day. <laughs> Wait, what he says. You don't do Pinterest as no. part of what you do. No, I mean, that's like, like what he sees it. as like, 
social media. Like, I don't know why Pinterest is like the, the example. It's not like Facebook or Instagram, but he thinks that Pinterest is like the thing that social media people do. Mm. And so it's so funny because he's always like, what you doing now? And I'll be like, oh, I just got off a phone call. And he'll be like, oh, so Pinterest was good, huh? (laughs) So it's, it's always, people aren't always going to get it. But listen, if you're around people that are close to you Mm -hmm. and they don't get it, but they're also very unsupportive, like that's a problem. Yes. People can support you and still not understand. Correct. (laughs) it's giving me ideas for another episode okay so let's respect everybody's time and yours and i'm gonna not hit the printer over right now (laughs) so guys if you want to continue this conversation further i would love to hang out with you in my facebook community the on purpose life and business thank you so much jess for coming on the podcast and until next time everybody goodbye thank you Thank you for listening to The Everyday Mind. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of the episode you just listened to, head on over to Instagram stories and share there all about why you've been loving The Everyday Mind podcast. Tag me, Naftali V. Roberts, and share so that more people can continue to grow their life of notice so they can build the life and business they've always wanted. If you really love me, please head and leave a rating and review so that more people can continue to hear and get encouraged and the tips and tricks to grow a life of notice and build that business on purpose. Have a great day and I'll talk to you all soon.